All right, we're back for an all new show, Blue and Damage. Listen, uh, I am, you know, loving the reaction to the Drink Champs interview, and people are stopping me and saying, "Hey, good job on Drink Champs. Good job. Never seen you like that." And I just want to reiterate one more time for the people at home: that is the energy that I am on all 2022, and I hope that energy rubs off to every creative out there, every black person who's tired of being shitted on, everybody who's told that they're not right for something, everybody who has been forced to believe they are less than great. That is the energy that we are shoving down their throats. Pause. No homo. I don't even know if that's appropriate for a gay guy to say, but I just am tired. I am tired. I am. I am Rosa Parks tired of being moved to the back of conversations, moved to the back of the list, moved to the back of the conversation when it comes to what who's next. And I'm not. I'm not taking my foot off of their neck. And so I'm enjoying this energy, and and it is just. It is just contagious at this point. So I hope that you feel the energy and I hope to continue to bring it to my show. Uh, did you guys get a chance to check it out? Yeah, Jason, uh, I don't know how I feel about being Michelle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand the Beyonce thing. I don't know how I feel about being Michelle, bro. Like, you talked about Michelle so bad during the show and I'm like, I'm the Michelle of the show. Why is he talking no, about me like this? I no, didn't appreciate no. that. I'm Let Latavia, so at least you were mentioned. I'm Latavia. Oh. Let me clarify. Y'all see the comments. People love both of you. Let me say, I was talking about the past. Yes, I am Beyonce, but I look at you both like Kelly and Solange. You know what I mean? Like, okay. We, like okay. we are a power thrup. We are a thruple here. And the thing I love Ooh. about this group, unlike any other group that I've been a part of on the show, is we we roll with the punches. We keep it moving. You know, and 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 I really feel that that you two have been the most supportive in my journey on this show and it's been almost seven years that we've been doing it you know what i mean and to keep a show fresh for seven years to keep an audience intact for seven years to keep on rolling with what i've been going through behind the scenes yo it takes a lot uh blue i want to i want to see what your thoughts were on um speaking specifically about the change in co-host and the decision to hire you because you know one of the biggest criticisms that i got from melissa was that I only hired you because she fired you and um, that it was to spite her, which was never the case. And I was just surprised that that narrative had existed so long. Yeah, I think sometimes people be think because I'm an opinionated and very confident woman that I must be vengeful. Um, I think Melissa is very lucky that I'm not vengeful because receipts do matter. Um, Melissa Ford has never fired me a day in her life. I was her cash cow. So you can't fire the only reason people are watching the show, right? So I was never fired. I left the show because I hadn't gotten paid despite contracts that had been put in place. And so I gifted her eight months of great content for free. You're welcome. And for two years, I let her lie on my name. I let her be passive aggressive. I let her create false narratives. I also let her try to sabotage relationships with damage, a lot of people. I need damage to, cl I need damage to close his <laughs> mouth. I'm looking no. at him in the screen. <laughs> and I'm like, production, go to damage. Go Anyway, back to Blue. Go ahead, Blue, finish. Yeah, I kept it cute, even though I know a lot of things. Like, if I was a vengeful person, she would have a lot of explaining to do. But I'm not, right? She's lucky I'm Buddhist. And she's relying on the fact that I'm not messy to allow her to be messy. So I will just say this. When you go out with someone and only one of you can pay for the tab, the person who's paying for the tab is the one who has the grace to give, right? So I've always been able to pay for my own tab. And even though I'm not famous, I've always gotten paid. I've never had a check that didn't clear. I've been getting paid consistently since 2003. Not everybody in the situation can say that. And so my money and my reputation speaks for itself. So that's why I, I could be gracious and let her keep lying because I already knew that history and my credit score were already on my side. So keep it cute because there are some years where you turn the other cheek and there are other years where you chin check a bitch. And guess which year this is? 
Just guess. Yo, I didn't know this was a smoke show. Wow. <laughs> Look at Jesus. Wow. I'm tired of playing cute. I'm cute enough. Well, listen, I, in all fairness to Blue, one of the things I, I um, said to Blue when I hired Blue, which I have to say to your face, I really respect how you maintain a certain level of dignity and self-control and self-respect because, you know, you went through a lot transitioning into that seat. And I'm glad that the fans were able to see you for who you are and see what you what your contribution to the show is and see why I knew you were the only decision to to, uh, to sit in that seat. And, you know, one of the conversations that we had was that we were going to be respectful of her transition out and that we were not going to talk about her on the show and that we would not trash her and that we would hold all the secrets and all the drama, you know, to our chest and that we would we would maintain a certain level of dignity and respect because that's just what this show and what our relationships are built on. And I think you did a great job being able to navigate through that and and until this show you've never said anything but i thought it was so disingenuous to your talent to be able to sum you up as a disgruntled employee that that uh, replaced the person who fired her and to allow that narrative to run it just really shows the fact that she never even came to your defense uh, to shut the fans down when people were accusing you of that, of taking something that she voluntarily gave up via email was so disrespectful to you. And I just want to say that I really appreciate how consistently supportive of my direction and kind of the, the, the vision for how we move forward. And you did that with just the most class. So I just thank you for that. And I do it. And the fans, the fans are really grateful that they're starting to see a piece of uh, what's been happening behind the curtain here. It could be a lifetime movie and maybe at some point. Jason, I have to say this to you and Damage. I just want to thank you guys because I have been maligned and lied on so much. And you two are the two people I can say that I've worked with. The only two people that I've worked with who have always come to my defense and had my back. And the same support that I showed you, Jason, I showed Melissa and everybody else I work with. I am a team player. I might seem like loud and boisterous and opinionated, but I actually want the collective to win. And so it hurts my heart that somebody that I really wanted to win and that I invested eight months unpaid into would feed a narrative. And the reason why she didn't speak up is because she created it, right? So the fact that you're hiring people to go on Lipstick Alley to lie about me. Yeah, I saw those, by the way. My friends work in the industry. So the fact that you're hiring people to create lies about me, to undermine me, when the same talent that you're undermining you were trying to leverage and capitalize off of, God don't like ugly and he does not like it when you mess with his children. So... I just want this to be a cautionary tale to keep your hands clean, guys, because it always comes out. Wait wait, 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 wait. It's interesting that you're saying Lipstick Alley because Lipstick Alley, I haven't heard about those people in so long, but I did see she has. when I got back on Clubhouse, everybody was telling me how I was getting drug on Lipstick Alley. I'm like, why am I getting drug on Lipstick Alley now? I didn't, I don't know anything about what's going on in Lipstick Alley. So that's really interesting. I'll throw an allegedly in there just for the sake of avoiding another. Allegedly, uh, I, I watched it, but allegedly, yes. She has people that she sends to Lipstick Alley to talk about all of us. Now, in the interview on Drink Champs Damage, I talked about how, you know, although she wasn't happy here, left the show, whatever, she was still shooting with my photographer. But you're not my photographer, but you're a talented photographer who also shot her. And, uh, you know, there were times where I had to tell her that you are not her assistant. You are not an intern. And um, I don't believe you were paid for any of that work. But um, I just thought it was very telling how much we all supported her to only be thrown under bus after bus after bus and and i'm just glad that the truth is somewhat being told now and and let me be clear to everybody watching there's so much not being told and that's why it's silence on social media right now by the way we're mm -hmm. still keeping it cute ironically we're still keeping it cute 
Look at Damage's face. Damage is like, what did I? <laughs> we telling the truth today, Damage. You gotta speak your truth. It's all about speaking your truth today. today. Mm-hmm. Listen, here's the deal, y'all. The show is called Hollywood Unlocked, Uncensored. Uh, the reason why we created Uncensored Shows because that's the energy that we're going to be on. This is not a hit piece. In fact, this wasn't even in the notes. I was just moved to tell our audience because I haven't had a chance to talk to you since we did, I did the Drink Champs interview. And I hope that they rerun that on Fox so I know they're trying to figure that out because I want all of our audience to know who's been with us from the beginning. Like We created this show so Black people could thrive. And the fact that James DuBose and Fox Soul took a chance with us and brought us over there and gave us an opportunity to live in our true authentic self. I think I even said uh, at the award show the other night at the Truth Awards, shout out to Shirley Ralph and the folks over there at Better Brother Los Angeles, that I love being on a platform where I can be myself. Now, I don't think I'm right for daytime, at least not right now, because I'm still a heathen in many ways. Uh, (laughs) But until I get the heathenness out, I'm ready for nighttime and primetime and night and overnight time. But, you know, I, I have to say, to the viewers watching, thank you so much for rocking with us. The reason why we keep moving up on their asses, as I said in the interview, is because you keep showing up and supporting us. So now that we got that out, we can move on. Well, um, speaking of the Lord, even though I don't know if I just say anything about the Lord, <laughs> Pastor Mace, you know, the rapper Mace, who used to be on Puff Diddy doing all of that, or mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it. But anyway, uh, he's a pastor and he went to the pulpit to drag Diddy to hell and back. And now there's this new song that he's created. Um, and you know, he's left the church, he's been back and forth. Um, and now he's gone back into murder mace mode to diss Brother Love, AKA Diddy, as he uploaded a song to YouTube called, quote, Oracle 2, The Liberation of Mace and Betha. Now in 2020, Mace said that Diddy was still robbing and enslaving artists and holding his masters hostage. There was this whole uh, Instagram campaign where it was being blasted everywhere. We saw different artists who'd been under the Diddy brand say things. It was criticism, as you know, when Diddy released the documentary with Bad Boy and Craig Mack, um, you know, was not a part of that. Later, subsequent passed away. And there were a lot of conversations online about the things that Diddy did, allegedly, to him and other artists, right? But on this new song that Mace launched, he's blasting the hell out of Diddy for allegedly uh, stealing from his artists and samples from producers. And he went on to say, in the rap, quote, since Cain killed Abel, I'm able to kill Cain and love don't steal my nigga, change your name. Now, as we know, Diddy legally update his name to love. Now, I ain't gonna lie. This was sent to me before it hit the internet. Right when they pushed publish on YouTube, somebody texted me the link in a real general conversation. And I copied it and I pasted it in a text to Diddy to say, I'm not about to write about this. And I'm gonna tell you why I chose not to write about it. Not because I got Diddy number, because Diddy don't do nothing for Jason Lee. But I felt like the auto-tune was so crazy for me that I couldn't even <laughs> listen to the words. And what? the the auto-tune was so horrible. You know, I, I just couldn't get into it. This wasn't the mace that Diddy used to produce. And probably this is why he's not happy, because the producers he has now are pretty lackluster. And it's just not anything worth putting on MTV Raps. But I did send it to Puff. Puff didn't send it back, you know, whatever. But now that it's everywhere, we are talking about it. Um, what do you guys think about it? And what do you guys think about artists who come back decades later and are upset over contracts they voluntarily signed at a time they were hungry to get on? Yeah, I, I think it's so much to be said here. I'm so confused because I thought everything was all pieced up when they went on the Bad Boy reunion tour. And I love, I'm, a, I'm a, such a big fan of Mace, especially when Mace and Diddy back in the day I feel like they were the dynamic duo. 
I thought we would get past this point. After the last rant that Mace had, I thought we were past this. But we're not. And I'm like, there's one side saying to me, like, of course, if you feel some type of way and you're an artist, you have the right to use your art to express anything. But at what point do you move on? And is he right for not moving on? I don't know. That's where I'm conflicted. It's like the song sounds terrible, but the lyrics were still good and it had a meaning to it. Um, I don't know, because like you said, when people talk about Diddy and the things Diddy has done, it is crazy because it's like, okay, that's Diddy, but it's not different from any other record label story. And Diddy, at the end of the day, is a music executive. Not that I'm giving him a pass, but it's not different from any other record label or stories from other artists. So I'm like, is something that Diddy did specifically so much different from all these other execs? Why is it such a, a microscope on Diddy? So... I don't know how to feel. I'm 50, 50 you, but, even, but even after the reunion tour, let me ask you, Damage. Um, didn't he reunite with Diddy at the BET Awards celebration for the 20th year anniversary for Bad Boy? It's sort of like, why do you keep showing up when they say when they say it's time to honor Bad Boy and be on stage shucking and jiving in the shiny suit, but then turn around and go to social media? I also remember there were a lot of people saying that that uh, Mace was allegedly scamming them out of uh, money to be able to do features on songs that he never appeared on. And I don't know that to be true, but it just seems like Mace's only way of staying in the press is when he's pressing Puff. And so I'm just mm. confused at why that continues. Like why reunite and why go on tour? Why do a documentary? Why go on stage and celebrate, but then turn around and slam him in a song? Well, that question is the only one that I do feel like I can intuit with the answer to. He, he probably needed the money, right? Like, I don't know how much money preaching pays. I, but I don't think it pays as much as rapping um, unless you're, you know, in one of those mega churches. My biggest question is what triggered this? Because to Damage's point and to the, what you raised earlier, Jason, the industry, like Issa Rae said, the music industry is the nastiest industry around. Like, mm. I have a lot of friends who, when they tell me stories about the music industry in the 90s, I'm like, thank God I was a minor and was not hanging out with y'all. So... If Diddy did or didn't do what he's being accused of, I do believe in evolution. So it, it is possible that he did those things and he has evolved into Mr. Love or whatever his new name is. So that's not even the problem for me. My, my question is, what triggered this? Is this a money grab or did something fresh trigger it? And I would love for Mace to like talk to us and tell us why he's bringing this up again. Is there new yeah. information that we don't know about? I would love to interview Mason, ask his point of view, because like I said, he keeps coming back out of, I don't want to say out of nowhere, because who knows what his day to day is, but it's like, out of nowhere, we'll get this this uh, shot at Puff. And it's like, what is happening? Like Blue said, what's yeah. happening? And I don't know if he's trying to do these tours and some of these shows to get back in. I know it was a point where Mace was trying to buy his publishing back. So I don't know if he thought that camaraderie would make Puff, you know, maybe more open to selling back his publishing. I'm not sure. But, oh. I mean, he's mad about something. Well, Mace then went on to tell Diddy, a.k.a. Brother Love, to pay Notorious Big's mother what she deserves. And he went in on the rap and he's in the rap song and he said, quote, you not no architect, you just a nigga that know how to market death. Oh. I was not ready. Go pay his mother what he really worth, nigga. Now Puff is yet to respond or address the song. That one, I felt that one in my spirit. Now, um, I don't even know how to respond to that. Yeah. I mean, you know, something Mace, had even- to have happened. You know, Mace, even though the auto-tune was a little funky, the, the lyrics was there. You know what I mean? The bars were still there. <laughs> the auto-tune was whack, though, Mace. I'm sorry. I love you, man. That was bad. Yeah, I just can't eat a steak and lobster dinner on a garbage can lid. Like, I need the full experience to be prime 112. Like, But look, I, I, I there's something to be said about artists who 
take their deals, do the work, and then get mad later because the deal was done wrong. Bad advisement, no attorneys present. I don't know why these people get in these deals. I'll tell you another thing. If I was these artists who had this shot and had the superstardom, it's your job as the artist to stay on. It's your job to continue to leverage what you've built. It's your job to take uh, uh, lemons and turn them into lemonade. You guys should have Chris Jenner that whole situation. And I could tell you that when I look at artists today that are getting all these different brand deals and then putting money and investing and doing something, were they not on this in the 90s? Did y'all not know about real estate? Did y'all not know about credit and buying and flipping homes or stuff like what were y'all doing i feel like you guys you know you fucked yourself in these contracts you lost all your money you're not famous no more some of you are just overweight and have a very slow metabolism and don't know how to you know whatever work your number and now that you're struggling you turn around and everybody else is the problem we'll hear this generation after generation in 20 years we're going to hear this from artists that we hear today and it's just a cyclical thing that people are going to have to Figure out. And now with Web3, NFTs, you know, being independent, figure out your own way. Stop depending on other people. Do it the Jason Lee way. No, I was saying I hope to God that Mace does not come out with an NFT about Diddy. Like at a certain point, we have to let it go. So I hope whatever money he does get from this single, is this even a single or is it just something he sent to his friends on Gmail? I'm not sure what this is. Whatever this is, I hope that he and Diddy talk. Maybe somebody can cut him a check, get him a therapist to work through his unresolved trauma. But at a certain point, you have to let it go. Take the L. At a certain point, yeah. you have to let it go. And, you know, you talk about doing other things. But I think um, one thing people said, and Mace himself, after Big died, it was Mace's pen that they say saved Bad Boy. Mace was, like, you know, writing a lot of those hits. So maybe this goes deeper than what we know. Maybe it's bigger than Mace's catalog. Maybe he feels like he's old for a lot of hits, maybe for 112 or other groups that he's written for, maybe that's what this goes back into. But at the same time, hopefully those guys can get on the phone because I would love to see Mace and Puff together, not apart. I think they're better together. Well, let me tell you something. Um, I'm tired of disgruntled ex-employees. Like once you left and you moved on, move all the way on. Kanye left his album, uh, his label, and went and created Sunday Service, became a number one gospel winning artist. Like build, where is... Where's uh Mace? What do you call the big uh what do you call the big church with an M? What's it called? Episcopalian? Where's, where's, where's Mega Church Mace? Where's that album out? Can we get can we put that pen to writing for Jesus? I just don't know. I look, I don't know if this is gonna turn into a surviving Diddy documentary or if this is gonna be, you know, on the front page of Double XL. I would have definitely dropped this with a cover. I'd have been on a cover of Double XL or the Source. I'd be before the Source Awards. I heard it reportedly coming back. I'd be at Source Awards performing, doing my little dance with my little puffy shiny suit. I would be marketing the hell out of this, but I guarantee you it ain't gonna happen. Well, speaking of something that Shouldn't have happened. Khloe Kardashian was spotted on a date with Trey Songz last night after the Tristan Thompson scandal. Now, look, everybody knows that Khloe and Tristan are going through a breakup. We are so sick and tired of talking about this couple on this show and in in our lives. I, I really don't. But, you know, Khloe Kardashian's latest split from uh, Tristan Thompson. Now, people are now saying that she's slowly returning to dating. And now she's been spotted out with Trey Songz. Trey Songz, you know, is in his own battle 
for his public image and trying to clear up a, co a couple rumors that have hit the internet with people saying that he has allegedly sexually assaulted them. She now is uh, trying to get out of her relationship or allegedly get out of her relationship with Tristan Thompson after he went and had a whole baby with Marilee Nichols, some woman who then is now trying to get 47000 a month and he don't want to pay her no money. Look, this is a whole ass mess. Now, I also know that Keeping Up with the Kardashians are coming back on Hulu, so this is all great content. And I don't know that this family cares about their public image as much as they care about a good storyline. But, you know, um, Tristan Thompson had made this whole public apology and he was really heartfelt for her and he was, he, you know, he, he was sorry for the humiliation that he caused her. Well, baby, now she is rebounding, allegedly, with Trey's songs. Trigger Trey is pulling the trigger and shooting the club up, allegedly, uh, because the two were spotted allegedly making out in Vegas nightclub in 2006. Remember that? And then now they were spotted out uh, in L.A. at the Nice Guy. So are we here for Trick or Trey and Killer Chloe or not? You know what? Just because they went out, that don't mean there was a date. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they got some history. I'm hoping because I'm praying that Chloe... You said hopefully they got some history. I thought you was going to say hopefully he got some head. I was about to slip out this no, chair. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Here's the thing, right? I don't know what Trey has done, right? But there's a lot of allegations out there. I don't think it's a good look right now for Chloe to be aligning herself that way. But if they got friendship, I can't tell somebody who to hang out with. I don't think it's the best look until Trey kind of figures out his personal life and all these allegations that's going on. I wouldn't suggest Chloe to do that, but if that's what she want to do, they got the history, go for it. But personally, I don't feel like it's a good look. There's a, an old saying that I learned in school. The definition of disrespect is when someone treats you worse than what you believe you deserve. I think the problem is here that Chloe's version of disrespect looks a lot worse than what it should look like. I think a lot of the men that she's dated show that she likes to be a, sa a savior. And that's a hole inside of her that no man or no penis can fill. So this makes me really, really sad. I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I cut off all my exes and cut people's phone numbers and block people because I wanted better for myself. I just want Chloe to want better for herself because whether they're dating or not, you even entertaining someone who is moving the way that Trigger Trey is moving right now after all the, the fuck shit that you just came out of speaks to how you value yourself. And I am sad for her. I'm usually not apologizing for the Kardashians, but we can, we'll know that Chloe has a high self-esteem when she starts dating men who actually want her back. Well, listen, I, I want to say this, you know, it, it does, it does. I'm really disappointed that this whole Trey Songz conversation is happening because he he's a nice guy. Um, and of course we've all known him to be a sexual deviant in the way that he just loves fucking on girls. Like we know that that's just not an alleged thing. That's just a whatever thing. Um, and he's such a talented person. And I don't know where the switch went, where like the things that I hear about him or the things that, you know, they say about him and how he behaves and how he treats people in general to be happening. I don't think that Chloe needs to be with anybody right now. I think Chloe needs to be taking care of Chloe and focus on her and True. Now, I will say though that why don't y'all go get some non black men? Be like Courtney. Courtney is the one setting the example. I don't see her out here running around in Compton or Slauson or anywhere else that niggas is at, flying through the slums of Chicago, wherever they can find them a nigga. When are y'all going to get you some white men? Y'all don't want Kanye no more, but yet you kept all his drip. You kept his whole swag. You, your design looked like his. Now y'all just literally got them four babies and that money and that, and that look. And then now he's just out. And now next nigga up. Um, I just feel like, you know, Kim is now on the trend of getting a white boy. Courtney got her a white boy. 
Um, Chloe, go and get you a white boy so we can stop talking about the Kardashians. Oh, no. Kylie got a black man. Kendall got a black man. I bet you this much. Chris got a black man. If y'all all were dating non-black men, we would not be talking about y'all. Black culture would not be talking about the Kardashians if they were not with black men. Ain't that crazy? You just answered your own question. Yeah, you just answered that question. I wouldn't. I mean, you know, I, I love their hustle. Their hustle is immaculate. You cannot knock the Kardashian hustle. And in the new trailer, Kim is on the phone saying something like, we're going to use every relation, every relationship we have to destroy them. We don't know what that's about or who that's about. And it's a great teaser for us to, to tune in. But... um I just find it really interesting how much they become involved in our culture and how much we give them. And, and I've been guilty of it, so I'm not here to act like I haven't been. But either way, Chloe, take care of yourself because again, Chloe is a nice girl. She's sweet. She's deceptive as fuck, but she's a sweet girl. Like, I want you to be happy. And I don't know if you're going to be happy walking into court with Trey defending himself with these charges. Well, look, another person who uh, is being charged with something is Stevie J, you know, the loving hip hop star producer. And uh, the guy who caught Eve on a sex tape back in the day. Well, Stevie J, you know, he's being alleged to be getting sloppy toppy during an interview with a journalist. And the journalist felt, quote, disrespected. Now, you know, for those of you that know Stevie J's antics on Love & Hip Hop, he is a very successful producer. And there was a video that went viral and it wasn't about his music making skills. He was caught getting head during an interview with a journalist. Do we have the video? Take a look. So we can see you this way. Uh, this way? Yep. Yep. How's this right here? Yep. Stevie. You see this body right here? Hold on, wait. It's a hair right there. Hold on. <laughs> Stevie, why am I in bed with you right now? No, he said you want to. Um... You're, you're a distraction. You're you're a distraction. We trying to talk no, about you're a distraction. Movie. No, you're a distraction. We're talking about you. Pick the camera up. What do you want me to take the camera to? That's a distracting angle. This one? <laughs> this, this is a mess. I cannot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is why we do this right here. I do this for this right here. Okay, okay. You do this for this. Okay, but I want to get serious because you talked about some important stuff and I want people to see everything oh, about it. Okay, get, get information. Yeah. Get your head right. We're gonna get we're gonna dive into it. No, get your head right. It's in it's in the game. It's in the game. My head time. is in the game too at all times. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. Wait. <laughs> That's what she said. Pause. I'm kidding. Anyway, um Um, I don't know what type of journalism that is, but shout out to Leah's lemonade for all that lemonade she was sucking on, no pun intended. Now look, um <laughs> so many things. First of all, Faith Evans. You know you're my favorite artist, and you knew better, and you knew you were going to get sucked in to a situation where your name would be thrown in a conversation about your man, your ex-husband-to-be, getting his penis sucked in the middle of an interview. The disrespect goes on and on and on. Um, and I like Stevie J and I know Stevie J likes me, and, you know, I'm just, um, I'm bothered by many reasons. One, the fact that he was doing this while he was being interviewed by a black woman, the fact that she was laughing and found it laughable and joking. It's not like she, he was being interviewed by DJ damage, a man who could be like, oh, you know, some man, man type shit. But 
I had so many issues with that video. Um, the fact that we didn't see your penis, that's another thing. But we did see it in the sex tape you dropped with Eve, or on Eve, allegedly, or however that got out. But yeah, Stevie J, that was tacky. You know that. Really tacky. So here's the thing, man. Fame is a, a hell of a drug. I feel like mm -hmm. people will go at, they will do anything to have a viral moment. And I feel like for the interviewer, I mean, she says she feels disrespected. She seemed a little interested at the time. Maybe this is a big uh, moment for her brand. I don't know. I can't speak for her. But for me, that's a grown-ass man. That's somebody daddy on the internet pretending or getting ahead during an interview. Like, for what? I, I hope he's about to roll something out. But I'm like, we're at, we're at this point in time in social media where people will do anything to have that moment right there. And it's just so sad because Stevie J, man, you you take all the antics away, is a talented dude. I wish he would rely more on that talent than this because this is cheap. I mean, you're too old for this. You're a grown ass. Well, he, man. he did roll something out. He rolled out his penis, and and it's just a, it's just I can't even believe even the reactions, the facial reactions that were happening. This is great for the. This is great in a sense for the interviewer because now it's going to go viral and we're talking about her mm -hmm. on this show. But ultimately, like, doesn't Stevie have kids? All his kids, are they all boys? He don't got no girls, right? I know he has and two sons. And they grown-ass kids. This yeah. is the word that I keep on here thinking, and I'm happy you said it, damage is cheap. This is really, really cheap. It's kind of ironic that we started off the show talking about what it's like when you're playing the long game in this industry and when you have the opportunity to have a cheap viral moment. Or you can pull back and think about the longevity of your career. I don't know Leah or her lemonade or how sweet or tart it is, but I'm looking at her funny because there's a certain kind of precedent that you set with somebody when you're going to have an interview, right? There's a certain base level of journalistic integrity that you have, whether you're a journalist or not. If you're in front of a camera, you're purporting to be one. And I'm, a, I'm very disappointed that she did not command a certain level of decorum to even conduct the interview. Like the fact that he was in bed at the beginning was already an L for me. And I'm guessing that based on how loose she was, that's why he felt comfortable doing what he was doing. And so I think everybody in that scenario on both sides of the split screen were being cheap. I think it was a ploy for both of them to have a viral moment. It worked, but now what, sis? Like, you're not going to get offered a job off of this. And if you do, at what cost? And so I just want a lot of you keyboard activists and sideline journalists to think about it. Like, okay, if you go viral, then what? She went viral, but none of us are taking her seriously. And I'm a little grossed out and disgusted. And I'm very pro-head, guys. Like, I'm if CBJ got head before the interview, after the interview, I'm very pro-head, right? Gwap, gwap, 3,000 all day long. However, not during a goddamn interview. It was cheap and tacky. And it wasn't cute, sis. Like, you were laughing. And sometimes women do laugh when they're uncomfortable. So I was watching for that. Like, is she laughing because she's uncomfortable? No, she was laughing because I could literally hear the dollar signs of her thinking about how many likes and how viral she's going to be. And she's going to be in Hollywood Unlocked. Great. Now what, though? It was cheap. Well, well, I will say this. I mean, no, I wouldn't hire you, um, Leah, at Hollywood Unlock right now because you clearly are not trained. And it's okay because I'll also say that there, you know, I, I'll just play devil's advocate blue and not be as hard on her because I don't know what was going on in her mind mm -hmm. when that was happening. Some people, I had somebody work for me who laughed when they got uncomfortable and that shit made me so irritated that I told them that I would fire them if they laugh. <laughs> so not just not, not laugh out of pure laughter but just like in situations where it's not appropriate to laugh that was right. their thing they needed to go get help for that i want to also say as a, just a quick plug that this is why i'm launching courses to help young aspiring bloggers journalists uh you know uh 
uh, podcasters to learn how to build brands and how to protect their brands and also how to be very present when they're building that brand because things like this happen. Just last week, we were supposed to interview somebody here at Hollywood Unlocked. And when I sat down and looked at the screen, they were laying in bed and I canceled the interview, literally clicked out, canceled, and I went and ate my lunch because the integrity of my audience matters. And, it, and, and it's clear based on what we just saw that this interviewer was not focused on her audience in the sense of delivering them a quality product. She was looking for clickbait and she was looking for, and allowing him to lead the 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 uh the interview in the way that he wanted to i think if she would have took a position to demand that he respect her and ask where's faith at and demand that he respect women and if her audience are women i'm not even sure if she's aware of who her audience is do the women want to see that uh so it was a missed moment for her but i do want to just give her a little bit of wiggle room to say hey keep learning because if you're getting interviews you're doing something right but in order to get the bigger ones you got to do it better yeah, and sense. just real quick to add on top of that, who knows if she could have got another interview that big? Who knows? Maybe she was trying to fight through it just to stick it out. But like, you know what? Stevie said, Jay agreed to this. I don't know how big her platform is. I'm more so um, disgusted with Stevie J because he's a grown ass man. He's he, he's a professional in this business. And it's like, come on, dude. Come on. Come on. Like, like is this what you want when, when your kids, kids, kids look on the Internet, look up who their grandfather, great grandfather is? You want them to see this weird ass clip? I don't believe he was really giving hit. It looked like it was just like a ploy. I don't know, man. To me, it was like, come on. Damage. Let, let me push back on both of y'all real quick because I don't want it to seem like I'm being hard on this young lady. I'm showing her the compassion that I wish her friends would have because people need friends to tell them when they, they're messing up. How did we get this video? Was this on a live or did she actually have the moment and upload it? Because if I'm it not, wasn't alive, I'm not really sure. She chose. Does, she chose to share it. She chose to share this. I don't. I don't know how it was uploaded. It does look like an Instagram interview or Instagram live or whatever. But even then, you do have the chance to delete it. She knows what exactly. she's doing. And look, we are mm -hmm. in a. Let's be honest. We're in a clickbait business. We are in a click business where clicks do matter. Click lives matter. But again, depending on the type of brand you're at, you know, I don't know if when I started Hollywood Unlocked, if everything I did was above board shit, it probably wasn't. Um, and so, you know, I, I just have to say, you know, you both should do better. Now, after the interview went viral, Leah caught a lot of backlash from critics claiming that she enjoyed Stevie flirting with her and that she was turned on by his behavior. She then uploaded a video, set in the record straight, admitting that what Stevie did was, quote, disrespectful. Of course she's gonna throw him under the bus when she's getting slammed and this is what she said so there's no victim here and that's why i want everybody to understand i'm not woohoo and boohoo and crying i do feel like after watching it back it was disrespectful so i want to be clear um but i'm not sitting here emotional or sad about that i think for me it's it's the disgusting comments like you liked it that's why you sat there oh you were getting sexual pleasure out of this oh you liked that he was flirting with you let me tell you something there's not a guy thing that stevie j could ever say to me to make me enjoy that type of behavior from a man i didn't ask it from okay i believe in consent and that's what some of you are failing to realize at the end of the day where people are like getting flustered and there's a blurry line it's about consent i never consented to being a part of any type of bedroom behavior that stevie j decided to do and that's where it is really messing with me how people are turning this on me this said what she said Mm -mm. Okay, I'm gonna shut up before I get in trouble with the ladies. But he was in his bed when the interview started, sis. So you did consent to have it in your bedroom. Don't use those buzzwords. It pisses me off when women use buzzwords after they've got caught bad, right? You can't use those buzzwords to now defend yourself because now you feel stupid. You took a risk. It didn't work out. Eat it. Take the L and learn from it. But don't throw around words like consent just because you messed up.
do better sis for real like give her my number i'll tell her how to fix it but yeah if you if if you agreed to put it out you're supposed to roll through it like the comments shouldn't shake your opinion or whatever put it out look you you pipe whatever put it out and live with it like not don't don't do a 360 once you see the comments are not in your favor just put it out and let me tell you something when i see that the comments don't like something i do baby i keep on doing it if I, if that's what I stand on, because again, y'all know like what I do and what I say, I stand behind it. And if it's a story that I get wrong, I clarify it and I keep it pushing, but I don't, you know, I don't do something that I know is intentionally going to create a response. You knew him being half naked in the bed was something that would turn women on. You just didn't know it was going to go left and how you handled it because you weren't prepared for it to go left was the reason why people are blowing your back out. All right, well, look, let's move on. Another uh, person that we love to talk about in the news is Blueface um, and his artist, Christian Rock. Now, Christian admits to breaking into his home and writing, I love you, Blue, on the wall in her blood. Now, last month, LA rapper Blueface said that his artist, Christian Rock, who he's also been smashing, broke into his house and stole his car after he kicked her out. Now, he said while inside, she also left him with a love note on the wall. She wrote, using her blood, and this is what she wrote. She wrote, uh, I love blue rock. Now, Christian also recently got a third tattoo of Blue's first name. This time, it's above her cuckoo. Uh, we have a picture of that, unfortunately. Um, and it says, Jonathan's pussy. Now, in a new interview, Christian was also asked if she really broke into Blue's house and used her own blood to profess her love. She smiled and said, of course, take a look. Did you wait? Did you break into Blue House for real and write in blood on the man wall? Of course. What? <laughs> and then whack, then whack, whack on the camera. yo. He, I think he want a crazy bitch like me for him. You feel me? Right. Just because he don't got me to him, he he hating. And then he got all the power. And then he want to dictate. And then we going to bump his because he a weird ass. Yeah, he weird. I know you see this. Sorry, mess with real Like. Speaking on Nipsey, speaking on you're not even supposed to speak on Bobby Shimmerda. Like, why are you speaking? It have nothing to do with you. You're not who you think you are, bro. Like, you're fucking up money for your artist, Blue. Like, who probably with Blue if we didn't have a Blue his only artist, huh? Blue his only artist. No, the game is his artist. Yeah, Long the game. Short, you see how that's his artist. Like, God is crazy. Wow, the game is wow. Artist. <laughs> yeah, whack one. Um. You know, this is why folks have to be really careful of the people that they sleep with. And and I'm not even talking about the missing tooth because I had an ex who had a big gap for years and I actually thought it was sexy, even though he didn't. I heard just the way that she, she talks way too much about their relationship. She's way too open and sharing about details that the public should know. She admitted to writing in blood on his wall. She's been to jail in the last 30 days and did an interview about the relationship. I mean, I mean, she's been arrested, not arrested, but she removed from the home. I'm not in, sh I'm not really clear or sure on what she's trying to accomplish here. Is this fame that she's trying to get the cloud chasing? Is it her fighting for her love? I just think she looks crazy blue. Her name is blue, right? No, it's Christian. No, her name is not blue. <laughs> Please don't do that to me. Christian, blue is blue face. Christian, please go get help. Like this just doesn't look healthy at all. And this is such a bad representation for young girls. I mean, the police escorted you out the house. You went to jail. You broke in this house, which I think is illegal. And blue face, are you still messing with her? Like, is this show boo? What are you doing? Blue's boo. 
like are you encouraging i know some of you guys like crazy i mean hell that's why i date dominicans but i don't think that this is good for either party and in fact he's already fighting charges of allegedly beating down what well, wasn't alleged because we saw it on the tape where him and his people fought the bouncer at the club where's whack 100 why is he letting this happen you know what, man? This internet age have people with mental health issues getting exploited left and right. Um, I kind of feel bad for that little girl, man. Like she's clearly, she clearly needs some help. She clearly needs some therapy. She needs some support. Even when she got kicked out of the house, it seemed like she had nowhere really to go. So she was stealing stuff out of the house, stealing cars. We don't even know if this person is not homeless if it wasn't for Blueface. So maybe it's the control thing that he likes about her. I don't know. I don't like to see these two guys interview this girl. Clearly, she has mental health issues. And it's kind of just sad because she's a young girl, man. She's literally like a little girl. And you just see her on here writing stuff in blood. She just needs help. It really is sad. I, I suspect it might be a chemical imbalance and that she needs some sort of mental health support. We throw the word crazy around all the time, but she really does feel like she has some mental health issues. I will say this, um, not to overshare, but I dated someone similar to her in my mid twenties when I was living in New York, it was a young lady. Um, and she was very much like this. When I put her out, she broke into my home and she was dangerous. So as much as I, it's sad, I'm also scared for Blueface because I know what it's like to date someone like this who is actually crazy in the way that they can be homicidal or even violent. And so I think that while everybody's like laughing and using her as a punchline and to get clicks, we need to be really, really mindful that people like her sometimes when they snap, it goes bad. There's a whole show called Snapped just for cases like this. And so I hope we spend less time laughing at her and more time getting her the help that she needs and also ensuring that security is stepped up because it could get left real fast but, and then it would be funny anymore. Why do we, know, why do we think it's... it's um uh mental health though because some people just crazy like some people like have you okay i don't know if you guys remember this but i'm gonna give you all some tea blue face a uh, years ago was in the shower and he was doing a whole social you know when social media when people was doing it they got instagram and in the ig story his penis got leaked and it looked really small i don't know if it was because the water the temperature maybe it was early in the morning i'm well, early in the morning it was, it was cold well whatever cold. look then when people were joking about the size of his penis he went release a tape on SoundCloud, this before he got signed, and his SoundCloud cover was his nude photo where you could see his whole penis, semi-erect. I'm telling you what happened. He dicked this thing down. He beat that PP all the way up, and now she done lost her mind. That is what happens to people. I know that. I have been in a relationship where the sex made me do crazy shit. She, if she is not self-identified as being on the spectrum, bipolar, or some other mental health disorder, she's dicked. Yeah. Yes, it's called dickmatized. I've been dickmatized before, and as someone who's been dickmatized, this this is worse than that. Yeah, it's a mixture of mental health, and she's like a homeless sexual. Like they literally had to like carry her ass. Yeah, Yeah, they had to carry her ass out the house. He said it right, homeless sexual. I said that word on MTV, and then everybody started getting their version. It's a homeless sexual. She need a place to live. We saw when the police came, and she opened the drawer trying to show her clothes, and there was no clothes there. Where are your friends at? This is a this is a product of not having friends, right? Because your friends would gather you. If I would, when I was losing my mind because I was in a relationship with a sexual monster, and it just had me. I mean, when I tell you, it had me all the way snatched up, like mm-hmm. under control. That I didn't have any friends around me to say, "Nigga, like, what are you doing?" 
she needs some friends around her and it's unfortunate that she doesn't have any all right well listen um i'll tell you who is a friend and that's 50 cent he's a friend of monique's the comedian monique who's won an oscar for precious now remember she's kind of been blacklisted in hollywood allegedly by tyler Perry and oprah well now she has a heavy hitter behind her back uh, that has her back uh 50 cent is now calling out oprah winfrey and tyler perry because he's planning to put monique back on the screen now before i even get into the story i have to tell you uh back in the day when monique was out here holding up comedy for black women she was the funniest comedian at the time that i can think of her and lunel have been my favorite comedians for years um she when remember when she did the whole blowing um the the baby powder out of her hand where she said um um where she was talking about breast milk having uh powdered milk and then she did the queens of comedy tour and she was just hilarious she's talking about skinny bitches all the time i love 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 monique and when she did precious it was such a phenomenal movie and then she ended up winning the oscar um and then she called out oprah and tyler and at the time i was very very critical of her because again disgruntled employees here y'all go but it but it sounded like um because she disagreed with them they not only were upset with her but they attempted to allegedly blacklist her now um recently 50 saw her do her stand-up in person and 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 he got in you know into the conversation by pushing to get her back onto the big screen and she's been gone from movies and television since 2016 she's been gone now as a refresher monique has claimed to be blackballed uh by oprah winfrey as i said and tyler perry and lee daniels and um she said it all stemmed from her not wanting to go and do uh, time promoting precious that wasn't a part of her contract uh, overseas um what do you guys think about 50 jumping into the conversation and having her back i see you blue <laughs> I'm choosing my words so carefully. I have a, a an unpopular opinion on this. <laughs> Damage knows how I feel. That's why he's laughing. Okay, so many truths can coexist, right? So first truth, Jason, I agree. Monique is insanely talented. I was a huge fan of her back in the day. Um, Queens of Comedy, I watched that so many times. She deserves to work because she is talented. Two... Her, Oprah, and Tyler had some problems that I actually think Oprah and Tyler have moved on from, but they did have some problems. Three, I personally know people who have not worked with Monique and it has nothing to do with Oprah and Tyler. She's not always pleasant to work with and her emotional intelligence and social intelligence is often lacking. And it's on the public record, like when she was talking about women with bonnets and then posted a picture of a civilian wearing a bonnet at the airport and shared it with millions of people to, to shame this woman. So how are you talking about Oprah and Tyler shaming you in the industry when you can't even be nice to civilians? And so my thing is, if Monique said, you know what, I was a nightmare sometimes as a person to people, and I've learned from that, and I didn't deserve to be blacklisted for that because I've learned and I want to do better, I would be 100% her coming back. But the fact that she is lying to us and pretending like Oprah and Tyler are the only reason people don't want to work with her, that bothers me because that's not the truth. And so I think that Monique, just like we mentioned previously, should be allowed to work again, but stop blaming it on everybody else. It's not everybody else's fault. Some folks don't want to work with you because you sometimes are condescending. And it's on the record. Google it. There are many people that she's been on shows with on The Real. Adrian Bailon, the way she talked to that young lady was disgusting. And so I think Monique has two separate problems that she's conflating to work on the nerves of the public to feel bad for her. So I want her to work again, but I don't think she's 100% a victim. I'm just gonna put it on the record. I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her behavior, so I don't know. I mean, I've heard things about Oprah. I've heard things about Tyler too. I, I don't, and I've heard things about Fifty Cent. You've heard things about me. I think that all of this can be true, right? 
Um, I think there is a difference, though, between blackballing somebody and taking food out their mouth and their family's mouth or saying that they should never work in the industry. And we all know that Tyler and Oprah are both powerful enough to do that. I think Tyler mm -hmm. forgot how it was to live in his Geo Metro. And I think that Oprah forgot how poor she was when she was in Mississippi or wherever she was from. You know, so, you know, time changes and people change. And now they are super rich billionaires and all that. Woohoo. Um, but I, I, I think I think that we have to separate because I don't want to conflate her having an opinion about women wearing bonnets. By the way, I ain't gonna lie, I'm sick of people in the airports in pajamas in general. I ain't gonna attack the bonnet crew. <laughs> Jason, we people, no, we got people who are, I was in the airport the other day, and I ain't gonna lie, it was some old nasty because you know, like some people's pajamas, they don't change or wash them for weeks. Ew. These people mm -hmm. smelled like they rolled out of bed put on some, they have flip-flops on and their pajamas and they stank, they stunk. And I ain't gonna lie, I was about to film them, but I don't want to shame the public, but I, we might have to get in a fight over shower caps and, and pajamas at the airport, I, I don't know. But I don't want to conflate the two because she could be an asshole for what she said to those girls and how she said and how she recorded or how it was recorded, uploaded. And that could be true. She can be difficult to work with at times, depending on who you're talking about, people who are artists or creatives, people who are bosses in their own right, you know, some with ego and some just because their confidence can be labeled an asshole. And that could be true. But I still am. I'm, I'm going to go all the way back to what I've been saying consistently. I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I feel like nothing that I've seen her do deserves to be fully canceled. And I think that accountability culture is important. You know, maybe you all don't hire her on any more of your projects. Oprah has a whole network with black television shows. Tyler has a whole roster of movies with black people in them. Don't hire her for your things. But as an Oscar winner, she earned that statue. Let her do her motherfucking job. Let her go out there and work and eat, you know? Jason, you said I've accountability culture, and that's my point. I've never heard Monique take accountability. That's exactly my point. I want her to work, but I've never heard her take accountability. Accountability culture does not require her to say, I did something. I'm sorry. Her actions don't say it either. What I'm saying is accountability culture is Oprah and Tyler holding her accountable by not offering her jobs anymore. But mm -hmm. to call up networks or say, I'm not going to work with you or we won't sell our project to you or we won't you know, honor this or that with you because we don't want you working with her is different than saying, you know what? We're going to keep our purses and our lap and we're not feeding you anymore that's different like me accountability culture at hollywood unlocked if you've worked with me if you've crossed me if you've done something dirty you will never work here you will never work on anything that i touch or i'm involved with but i'm not going to call bet or shade room or zeus network and tell my friends or my colleagues not to give you a job i, I just don't have that i'm missing on that type of time i don't believe in that I think the beautiful thing about all this is 50 cent is in a position where if she was blackball because I, I agree with Blue. I have not heard this lady hold herself accountable once. But if she was to be blackballed, I think it's so amazing that we have young executives like 50 Cent that have the power to put her on multiple shows if he want to. And I think that just shows how far we're coming. I'm, I'm sure we have a, a you know farther to go. But I'm really excited that 50, if you feel like in your heart she needs to be back on that screen, it's so powerful that you have that power, no pun intended, to put her back on the screen at your discretion. So I think it's so dope that 50 wants to work with Monique. Monique, you're funny, you're an icon, you're talented. Bring it. I would love to see her on the next Power Force, whatever show 50 guy. You got like a thousand shows for life. I would love to see Monique on that screen again. Their personalities are compatible. I think 50 and Monique, they might be the two people that should be working together, to be perfectly honest. 
Uh, I just, again, I will, I can't say networks, but I know people at certain networks who have nothing to do with Oprah, nothing to do with Tyler, and just didn't want to work with her because of how she acted to them directly. And so again, I would love to hear her say, you know what? Being blacklisted was wrong. I didn't deserve it. But the time that I was put on timeout, I've learned to maybe reevaluate my ways. Whether it happens or not, we'll see Jason, we'll see damage. But Monique wasn't only not getting work because of Oprah and Tyler. There are people on the Love and Hip Hop set, there are people on the Wild and Out set that will tell you Jason Lee was difficult. And I'm going to tell you why. Anytime they try to do anything that was outside the boundaries that I set for the production and that I set for the network when I got the job, I didn't allow them to do it. I, I would not allow them to make me film with certain people. I would not allow, allow them to let me, I would not allow them to uh, um, force me to have certain conversations. I wasn't going to talk about lovers. I wasn't going to bring a lover on the show. I wasn't going to um, do what they wanted me to do outside of what I was comfortable with. And, and then when I stood up for myself, I was labeled difficult. That is a word that is put on people who don't conform. And I'm not saying that's her case. I'm saying in my own case, I remember when Charlemagne called me and said that he heard I was difficult at iHeart. And that was because I realized that they made me lose thousands of dollars and I held them accountable. And if being difficult, being labeled difficult means that uh, I'm standing up for myself, I'm not taking anybody's shit, I'm very confident and, and I'm holding people accountable. I'm not saying this was her case, but I'm saying in my own case, I just don't think it's fair to paint a picture with a broad brush because everybody has different uh, experiences working with, with certain people. And I'll also tell you that I have friends who've had employees they've called difficult. And when I asked them what the problem is, hell blue, Mich Melissa called you difficult. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, depending on who you're talking to, people can get labeled so fast. You know, I'll tell you right now, I become a motherfucking monster in this game. At this point, I'm, I'm, I feel the ascending of my career. And when I have every meeting and I walk in saying, if there ain't another zero on that motherfucker, we're not even talking no more. When I, when I went and made a couple moves not too long ago and I tripled my booking rate, you don't have to book me, but if you want me, that is what it is because we know yesterday's price, as Fat Joe said, is not today's price. So I just feel like we have to stop being conditioned to allow other people to control our narrative and say we're difficult if we simply don't agree with them. Again, just disclaimer, I'm not saying this was the full case in Monique's whole trajectory to fame, name. but we don't know because we, in all fairness, Blue, we weren't there. And, and, and we just weren't. I've watched you evolve, Jason, and if I had seen a glimmer of that in her, I would have been the first person clapping. So I look forward to seeing it. And the the only thing that's different between me and you and her in this scenario is I've watched you evolve and I've watched you apologize. I've watched you with my own eyes e apologize, evolve, and and tweak. I've watched myself do that. All I've seen Monique do is double down. And so I want her to get a paycheck. I do not want her to be blacklisted, but I would love it if one day she could even come on the show. She talks about how she's reflected on how she could improve. That's all. Me and Monique are texting, so hopefully she does come on the show. I would love her hey. to come on. 50 hey. Cent is calling out Oprah, though. I'm going to go back to that because he did call out Oprah. Let me show you show what he posted on Instagram. Uh, he said, uh, I'm sure Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry would not want to continue to allow their influence, he misspelled there, um, to damage the real Mo worldwide. That's uh, Monique's career. And this has went on for way too long. So now would be a great time to apologize because I'm going to put her back on TV. Okay, look, I think that uh, she she would do good on power. I know that her yeah. whole career can be revived in one good role because that's really all it takes. Now, apparently he talked to Tyler Perry and Medea had this to say. 
uh, he said, I talked to Medea and he told me, she told me she would never <laughs> tell anybody not to hire Monique and that she's happy to work, uh, that 50s decided to work with her. And, and she also said that she couldn't speak for Oprah, but she is sure that she is fine with Monique. Now, look, I got to stop because it's the pronouns for me. But, the pronouns. Um, Medea apparently um, is okay with Monique. So I could see her in, put your money where your mouth is, Tyler. Give her a job. That's all I'm going to say to that. Super talented. Put her back on air. Blue, that was so disingenuous. I'm, I'm it, no, I'm being sincere. I want her back on air. I just want her to be accountable. I, they, they can Blue, coexist. I've seen sincerity. No, that was a great transition, <laughs> but you are over this segment. Maybe Monique and Oprah can play sisters in a film that Tyler Perry writes and directs. And 50 Cent can be one of their sons. That would shut down the internet. That would shut down the entire internet. I'd be here for it. That would be different. Nah, 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 <laughs> I don't know about Lee Daniels because one of them would get arrested for saying somebody put a noose around their neck and, you know. <gasps> Listen, was that y'all. a Jesse joke? Bye. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.